Welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Years ago, I began recording the bedtime stories I told my children every night. Now, we would like to share those stories with you. I hope you enjoy my Stories for Wonderful Children. Skyla followed the blue butterfly in her car for several hours. She couldn't drive very fast because the butterfly, although it flew unusually quickly and unusually directly for a butterfly, still was not very fast. So Skyla followed them along until they reached. Well, I've never seen a butterfly that big. That's a big one. Until the butterfly stopped and perched on a building. Skyla read the sign on the front of the building. I don't believe it, she muttered to herself. She got out. She said, are we taking the bus somewhere? Because the butterfly was perched on the bus station. No, the butterfly whispered. This is where we enter Lepidoptera. At the bus station. Correct. Right. Okay. I've come this far. I suppose I might as well see what happens next. She followed the butterfly through the doors of the bus station. They walked past all the bus terminals until they got to a room marked Lost Luggage. The butterfly perched on the door handle. Are we going in there? said Skyla. Yes. Well, once you open the door, we are. Okay. She tried the handle fairly sure that it would be locked. To her surprise, it opened onto a room, a fairly large room, that was full, simply full of luggage. The butterfly flew across the room and perched on a large black suitcase on the other side of the room. Skyla sighed and began to climb across suitcases to reach the suitcase. When she reached it, she saw that the suitcase was unzipped climb inside. What? Climb inside. You want me to climb inside the suitcase? This is the gate. The gate to Lepidoptera is a suitcase. Correct. Okay. Feeling immensely silly and glad that there was no one in the room but her and the talking butterfly that she thought was just a perhaps a figment of her imagination. Skyla opened the suitcase and climbed in. The butterfly flew in after her and perched on the top of her head. She sat down inside the suitcase. Now what, she said. Close it behind us and zip it. I'm going to end up being stuffed on some bus bound for Borneo. I can feel it now. All right. She closed the flap of the suitcase and carefully grabbing the inside of the zipper, zipped it all the way around, and then sat back against the back wall of the suitcase, except that she fell backwards, flat on her back, because where she had been expecting the back wall of the suitcase, there was nothing at all. She found herself lying flat on her back in deep, lush, green grass, looking up at a perfect blue sky filled with a few white clouds and thousands upon thousands of butterflies of every shape, color, 
and sighs. Sitting up, she saw that she had just laid down backwards through a gate. The gate was golden and was topped with golden images of butterflies with their wings opening and closing. She was so surprised, so stunned by the beauty and unexpectedness of it all, that for a moment she couldn't say anything at all. And then she said, Oh. The butterfly, she thought, looked a little smug, if a butterfly could look smug. She said, Okay, so then, what now? Now, said the butterfly, we go to the palace. Is it just my imagination, or can I hear you better? It's much easier to communicate with you here in my home. Oh, by the way, what is your name? The butterfly said, Theophilus. Theophilus. Okay. Can I call you Theo? No. Can I call you Phyllis? No. <laughs> well, what can I call you? Theophilus. <sighs> You'd think being princess at all, and all, I would get to call you Theo. Well, you might, but you can't. Oh, so... That's her. As princess, do I get to live in the palace? Yes. As princess, do I get to issue royal commands? Yes. As princess, do I get whatever I want to eat? Yes. Then do I get to call you Theo? No. <laughs> All right. Lead on. Let's go to the, see this palace. So she followed Theo as he flew through the sky. It was harder to keep track of him here because there were so very many butterflies of so many sizes and colors. Many of them Skyla had seen before in the butterfly house, butterflies of that kind. And some of them she had not seen in the butterfly house, but she had seen pictures of in books when she was studying butterflies. And a few of them she had never seen before, not in person and not in a book. Theo had to keep encouraging her to come along and not to stare. She kept wanting to stop and study. I'm calling her Theo. Call the butterfly Theo. When oh, you're right. Well, I'm calling him Theo, but he can't hear me. But you're right. Maybe I should call him Theophilus. So Skyla followed Theophilus along until they reached the palace. The palace was everything that you could dream a palace would be. It was white made out of marble blocks and it was beautiful simply beautiful she followed him through the gate and into the grand courtyard and there sitting on the throne were a man and a woman who looked much like her and she knew as soon as she saw them that this must be the king and the queen of Lepidoptera her parents she wasn't really sure what she was supposed to do, and so, after standing there for a moment, she curtsied. The king and queen stood up, and they hugged her, and they said, We are so glad to have you home, Scala. And she said, Well, I think I'm glad to be here. You'll excuse me if this is all a little sudden and confusing. She said, Actually, my first question is, Why did you send me away? Well, said the king, why we sent you away, and why we have brought you back, are all part of the same story. 
You see, as beautiful as things are, all is not well in Lepidoptera. There is a creature that lives in Lepidoptera, and always has, called the Moth Lord. And the Moth Lord feels that he should rule instead of us. Now as it is, there is an area in Lepidoptera where it is dark, and where the, the moths spend most of their time because they like the dark, and the Moth Lord rules there by tradition. But the Moth Lord wishes to rule everywhere, and he has been working on a magic for many years to turn all of Lepidoptera dark, so that only the moths will want to be here. That's terrible, said Skyla. Yes, and it has been prophesied that you, my daughter, will stop this magic. But the Moth Lord, because he knew the prophecy, we were afraid he would try to hurt you, so he hid you, and now we have brought you home because my advisors, Theophilus and Neonda, have told me that the Moth Lord has almost completed his work of magic, and that soon darkness will fall. So we have brought you home, my dear daughter, to save the kingdom. Skyla said, I haven't the foggiest idea how to save the kingdom. I'm a biologist. I study butterflies. I don't know anything about magic. I didn't even know there were suitcases that you could walk through until today. The king smiled. He said, I have confidence in you. You are the one. I need a nap, said Skyla. Very well. I think that sounds like a wonderful idea. We will arrange your royal bedroom. Tomorrow, you must arise early and go and confront the Moth Lord. Before midnight tomorrow, and his magic will be complete. And so, with those thoughts in her mind, it was a good thing that Skyla was very tired after her long drive and her adventures in the bus station because she managed to fall fast asleep. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and witty commentary were supplied by my children. The music was created by Brandon Thompson. If you enjoy the show, please tell someone about it or leave a review on your podcast provider. Our website is storiesforwonderfulchildren.com and you can also find us on most social media. I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story. Mm-hmm.